We've got some hey, I'm Luis. And I'm Luis. And you're listening you to the Content is Profit podcast. And we spent the last four years learning the strategies and techniques from some of the top markets in the world on how to create content that turns into profit. If you'd like to learn how to turn that content into profit, just go to contentsprofit.com. Your number, your first step is right there. There we go. I got it. I got it. I got it back. <laughs> Guys, this one was like a tongue twister. That my, my tongue got a little confused in there while hey. I was explaining, but it's good because today we got two incredible guests and one incredible topic we're going to be talking about how to get into growth mode baby specifically we're going to be diving deep into into sales and just like tackling some false beliefs i know are you ready are you ready okay indeed i know i feel like sales (laughs) has been a topic for the last month or so and uh it's gonna be so good but before we get started fancy do we have a sponsor today indeed we do thank you so much for asking and today's sponsor is your own the biz bros yeah yeah yeah, we sponsor our own podcast with content momentum and you might be asking yourself what is content momentum tell me tell me more well if you produce a long form piece of content just like this one that you're listening to or watching yes. and you want to turn it into value pack bite-sized assets you need a plug-and-play team that comes and helps you maximize your effort so then you can send all those assets into the interwebs right like little minions and they can get you new and more and better yes. clients or awesome clients Ooh, then baby. we're here to help you out sliding the dms at bizbrosco on Facebook, on Instagram. Good job, guys. And go ahead and follow the show. Support it. Make sure that, you know, you go to your favorite platform and just hit that plus, the button. Follow it because every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, these episodes are dropping and you, we cannot wait for you to take action on the information that, you know, we're gathering for you in this incredible interviews. That is right, guys. And if you find today's episode impactful, if today's guests help you move one step closer to your goal, Please, don't forget to share it because you might be doing the exact same for somebody else. And this is our selfish ask of the day. Go ahead. Please go ahead and leave us a review. It can be a five-star review. If you want to give some constructive criticism, please go ahead and do it. We read all of them. We take them into consideration. Mm. But we need the reviews so we can rank higher and we can impact more people. So please, please, that is also selfish ask for the day. Go ahead and leave a review. Thank you. Another Monday, another epic, or should we say badass episode today we have another 2v2 and one of our guests has already been here before oh yeah and last time he came he claimed the title of the most interesting man in the world that is right it's no longer the dosekis man it is today's guest but today he's bringing along the co-host of his new podcast growth growth mode in which they discuss sales marketing and mindset to help you you guess right Grow your business. That's right. If you are looking to build a strong sales system, this is the episode for you. We got the founders of Success Champion Networking and Time on Target here with us, ready to help you crush any challenge you may have. That is right. Please welcome the most interesting man in the world and the Luke Skywalker of sales, Donny Boyman and Kevin Snow. Let's go. (laughs) 
Holy hell. Dude, Kevin, I swear to Christ, we were going to use that intro like everywhere. That was was well done, boys. Well done. That was awesome. Thank you, man. I mean, pressure was on because, you know, Donnie, you were here in the, I think it was episode 138 or 134, one of those. And uh, pressure's on because you already knew what was going to happen. And, you know, yeah, so thank you. And you guys got tongue-tied on the first one, too. So it was fun to watch you guys try to go through it again. Again. Maybe it is part of the process at this point, you know? (laughs) I know. So, uh, uh, Kevin, you know, welcome to the show for the first time. I think this is the first time that we actually get somebody that has been on the show and then somebody new on the show. Yeah. So, uh, you know, welcome, welcome. And, uh, you know, I don't know how we found out that you like Star Wars. And, you know, when we did that, uh, yeah, Donnie I- was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, we, we, if you get him talking about Star Wars, he won't talk about anything else. So. <laughs> we could do a whole episode just on that. Just on Star Wars. Uh, we're definitely going to put a note on that and one day we're going to just do one about Star Wars. Maybe we can talk about, you know, relationship between Star Wars and sales. That would be pretty interesting. Huh? Hey. But, I, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> so No. <laughs> it's like, no, I will just talk about my farm and rum. And, uh, right. <laughs> Harry yeah. Potter. We can talk about Harry Potter. I, I can get there. But. There we oh, go. And, oh. There we go. And how Harry Potter is just Star Wars with Oh, lightsabers. <laughs> Just because you three like Jar Jar Binks. I mean, come on. I mean, I'm betting the Lewis brothers have got Jar Jar tattooed somewhere. Uh, definitely Fonzie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Jar Jar was supposed to be the big bad Sith in the prequels. Uh, oh boy. Okay. Well, are we doing this? Bad something. I, I guess we're going to be doing the Star Wars episode today. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, guys, thank you again. Uh, you know, it's so incredible to see. Last time we spoke with you, Donnie, you were like, hey, guys, by the way, like this is there's a new project coming. There's a new show that we're, we're planning to launch, and it is a reality now. Uh, for those who don't know you, Kevin, like wh- why don't you introduce yourself a little bit? What's your backstory? Why are you partnering up with, with Donnie on, on this incredible project? All right, yeah. Um, so I live up in Minnesota. I'm not even down in Texas. We're <laughs> Donnie and I are half a country away from each other. And my background is sales. I'm actually supposed to be a high school ag teacher and coach wrestling. And I got out of school and had the option of taking a teaching job that was like 19 grand a year going and taking a tech sales job mm. that had a $39,000 base plus commissions. Mm. And I'm like, oh, I'm moving to Minnesota and I took the sales job and I've been in some sort of sales position ever since that, either selling, doing corporate sales for fortune 500 companies or selling for small businesses and actually growing sales teams and then launching my company 10 years ago. So my company actually was focused on helping tech firms grow their sales program and launch a program because most small business owners have no clue how to do that. They think you just go hire salespeople and we go out and we like make them lots of money. <laughs> and that is not how it works. Yeah. So I would go in and I'd actually help them launch their first team and hire their first three reps and have everything in place so those people could excel and succeed. But I found that it was really hard to scale that. And there are certain parts of the process that I love doing. I just kept niching down to where I'm at right now, where I'm focused on process cool. and how you sell mm-hmm. and how your buyers buy. And then really how we use utilize technology in that process to make it go faster and to get people to make that buying decision quicker and free up time for the owners and the salespeople so they can spend more time doing what needs to be done to grow the business. 
Yeah. That's, that's right. interesting, man. Sorry, Donnie. Dude, he's, he's fucking modest. So, <laughs> so let's, let's put it in different yes, terms. So, so Kevin is a sales automation fucking absolute genius. This dude will walk into a company, look at the entire structure, look at how you sell, and then automate the entire thing that fits right into your structure and world. Hmm. This dude is the reason my companies actually function and run. Because wow. everything that you touch in my company comes through something he's built wow. um, in there. And and I mean, seriously, I, I've never met anybody that's more of a tactician when it comes to the sales automation game than this guy that. in just the way he thinks. Yeah. So huh. don't let him downplay it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you're being too, too modest here, Kevin. This, this is your, your time to brag. Uh, I'm curious, how did you two meet, right? Like, Donnie, did you seek it him out? It was a long walk on the beach, a couple of glasses of rum. No, <laughs> Beautiful. Swiped uh, right. Yeah, we horse met at right. a coffee bar. Yeah. <laughs> at the uh, movies watching Star Wars, was it, right? Right, right. <laughs> yeah, just like me and my wife. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, we're both veterans, so Kevin's yeah. still in the National Guard. I'm, you know, got out of the Marine Corps years ago, and we met, actually, because of a Facebook group. Wow. Um, uh, Kevin has got some literally Jedi moves inside of Facebook groups to get conversations started with people. Okay. Um, and he's taught me quite a few things, how to best utilize Facebook group and should something you should actually ask him about doing. But, um, and we jumped on a couple of, uh, you know, zoom calls and, you know, one thing led to another and, you know, damn near runs my company now. So, uh, it's, it's been a pretty wild ride yeah. of, going to from somebody you hardly know to bringing them in to doing as much as he does inside the companies as a whole. Uh, wow, that's amazing. I, I, I put a little bookmark in here about the Jedi moves inside the, <laughs> the Facebook groups, you know, just, just yeah. in case we get time to dive into that. Um, but but I'm curious, did, Kevin, when you, you know, had that opportunity to go into sales, right? Either was it education or sales and you're like, you know, definitely I'm going to go to sales. Do you have any thoughts in mind about sales do you have any you know preconceptions about what the position could be what could entail or were you already like a natural sales you know uh, salesman oh, yeah god no i was not a natural <laughs> sales person i'm uh donnie if you're familiar with the like the disc profile donnie's at high d the driver he goes out of his way you know short bullet points how to you know quickest way to communicate stuff yeah. i'm the opposite i'm a high like c spock from Star Trek I, or Sheldon from Big Bang. Yeah, I, no, I'm not quite that bad. I am social. I can have interactions with people, but I'm I'm very detail oriented, and yeah. you know I want to know how stuff works and why it works and consequences. What happens if you do this? And I'm all about those questions. So yeah. I, I interviewed for a bunch of different sales jobs along while I was doing the interviewing for teaching jobs, and the job I picked was in tech. Because there was a lot of ability where they were going to teach me how stuff worked and why it worked that way. And I got to learn all the backstory behind, hey, here's how dial tone works. And here's the central office. And here's all the technology and DSOs and all that fun stuff. And that's really what drew me to it. I had done sales and for summer jobs in college, you know, mm -hmm. telemarketing and Kirby vacuums and Cutco and all the, you know, stereotypical outside sales. So I had an idea yeah. how to sell. 
but that was my really my first job where they taught me a corporate sales process. Mm -hmm. And hey, here is how you sell our product. Here's actually the stages that you go through. And here's how you move people back and forth between the stages. So they that was a cool thing, because there was a ton of training. This wasn't yeah. like, hey, I'm going into a startup. It's like, hey, go sell stuff, hope <laughs> sink or swim. It was here's how you do it. It was a month long training. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So uh I love it. I was listening earlier to our previous episode, right? And and you're like, I was this sales guy that then when I transitioned to my business, I just continued to sell, but then I got to figure out how to fulfill right on the, on the back end. I'm like, oh my gosh. So it was this kind of part of what, you know, when Kevin came into the business or it was, was this part of it? Like, how do we, how do we see that process? Is that like a whole process where, you know, starts with that relationship, then the sale happens. Do we continue to sell? Do we fulfill? Like what, what would that process look like? It, it was fascinating. You know, I, when I originally hired Kevin, it was to do some email campaigns for me, you know, and that's, mm -hmm. and that's where we started. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a simple sales guy, so I keep things as simple as possible. And what I realized quickly with hanging out with Kevin is I had the yang to my ying, if you will, inside a business. I mean, yeah. I could go out and sell. Um, really, really well, but I, but I suck at processes. I suck at systems, you know, and I suck at all the operational side of things. So, um, as Kiv Kevin was, you know, Kevin, whoever Kevin is, but <laughs> Kevin was diving more, uh, into my business. I just kept realizing yeah, yeah. this dude's got a lot more talent than just, you know, fucking around with, with emails. So, yeah. um, I kept handing more and more things and the structure came to it. And it was a, really, it was one of the missing pieces yeah. that I needed in my company because, You know, Kevin will tell you, I'm I'm the shiny object guy, man. I, I'm constantly let's do this, let's do this, let's do this. Yeah, yeah. And we and Kevin, had that conversation this weekend. Fuck, dude. Kevin's <laughs> gonna write a book called "Teaching Donnie Patience." You know. <laughs> yeah. You know, but but it really it, it, it's given me a lot of the structure I yeah. need to, in some sentences, slow down and other areas speed up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I I love this like dynamic because. When we first started the business about five years ago, we had no idea what we were doing. Clearly, we were like, okay, let's start selling these stickers like to local businesses. It was vinyl stickers, then it transitioned into screen printing, then it was social media, and then call it, you know, shiny object. Same thing, right? Like it was both of us. And at the same time, we we're doing the same thing at the same time. So we'll take the call, both of us, we'll like do the meeting, both of us, we'll do this, both of us. And then we went to this live event and we realized we were like, we looked at each other and we we're like, I mean, it's two of us. We should be doing one, one thing, the other one, the other thing, right? And that, that moment was like, okay, starting to de define that, right? And, and really looking inside of us, be like, okay, what, what am I really good at? What is he really good at? And, and I, I don't think that journey has ended, right? Um, we actually had a meeting last Tuesday. We're actually having another one to, tomorrow to realign these things because the team has grown, the priorities has changed. Like what, what are we doing? Right. And continue to realign these things and have that clarity in, in, in how we do each one of those. So with, wow, Kevin, that sounds like every Monday. That sounds yeah. like every Monday. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So th that's where my question was going to go, right? Like for those people that have, you know, business partners and, you know, Don, you mentioned that he's, he's a young to your yin, right. And uh, how it, 
do you think that was luck or you guys started to work little by little? And then if somebody needs that person, how do we go out to find that person? Right? Not, not that I'm going to substitute Fonzie. Wow. But, uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. So Fonzie, we're hiring. I'll just go with you guys. You know? <laughs> I, like, I like Texas better than, than Florida either way. Really? But. Wichita <laughs> Falls? Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, that that's a fun question. I think for for me as, as i was going about is i've partnered not not as a business partner type mm-hmm. thing but i've partnered with a lot of vendors and a lot of people over the years and i think early on in your business you don't know what you don't know so you're trying to grasp at anything so i think some of my biggest first mistakes were i was hiring general practitioners so people who said that I just do, you know, social media as a whole versus somebody who specializes or yeah. somebody that, you know, isn't specific to a task. So when I finally found Kevin, I was looking for one particular thing, mm-hmm. right? I needed somebody to, and I, and I knew email was a weakness in the business and something that I was trying to spend time myself and fucking MailChimp and everything to to build out my own email campaigns. Yeah. I remember sitting one day going, dude, what the hell are you doing? You shouldn't be fiddling around with technology. Um, And then I found a conversation with Kevin. So I think, you know, for most people to find what you look for, what you're looking for, I think you got to narrow it down to the, the smallest minute thing and then go look for a person that can do that. Because literally I hired mm-hmm. Kevin to do email for me and then it grew into yeah. something a hell of a lot more because um, I think part of it, he learned he could do more than, than he thought he could have. And I gave him the runway to, you know, Execute, we'll sink yeah. or swim and see what the hell happens. Love it. Yeah. And I, I, I think for the success champions brand, a, part, a lot of it was that Donnie and I figured out really early that, how to communicate effectively with each other yeah. and that we could communicate effectively with each other. So we, we really started bouncing ideas off each other right away for both of our businesses. Yeah. Well, and I would also yeah. put out there that, that Kevin didn't care about my ego, right? Because I'm a loud guy that I want to be center stage, Yeah. you know, and yeah. Kevin was okay. Letting me go play that role. Yeah. Why he can make now he loved coming along and doing this shit with me, but, but it wasn't, we weren't ever in a situation where it was a fight for the limelight. Yeah. Yeah. And I wouldn't let his ego get in the way. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. There, there was, you know, that's, that's one of the issues you have a lot of times when you're working with someone who is a, is a character and yeah. is out in front of the camera is like, well, I'm, I'm the star and this is how you're going to do things. I, I'm an officer in the army. I have no (laughs) issue pushing back on people. Yeah. And I, and I would tell Donnie when he was wrong Yeah. and, and vice versa. So we could have those conversations and we could argue and then we'd be able to come to a decision at the end. All right, well, here's what we're going to do. And and it it doesn't mean we don't argue. I mean, uh, Oh God, we fight like brothers sometimes, (laughs) you know, Yeah, but but that's, that's part of it. Absolutely. Being able to do that and being okay with it. Yeah, I did. Yeah. That definitely talks about the, the bond that strength in, in that relationship, you know, and Kevin, you mentioned effective communication, right? And I think that is key for the relationship inside of the business. And at the same time, when we're talking sales, being able to effectively communicate as well, it, it helps out in, in the process, right? And that is something, you know, something that we actually discovered not too long ago was that 
even though we spend a lot of time together, right? I mean, we're brothers. We work in the in the same in the same office house, right? We, we hang out all the time together. Mm-hmm. We just realized it was that, and we weren't actually sometimes discussing the the difficult things, right? We wouldn't get into the the difficult conversations if you if you need to put them in in a way, right? And we started doing that. And immediately you can feel kind of like the pressure living, right? Even though at the moment it might be a little harsh sometimes that those encounters, you see the pressure living and you see momentum start to build. So definitely effective communication is key. How can, you know, for people that are avoiding those inside of their business and in, in a sales process, maybe they're just guiding through, guiding themselves through like some sort of script. Right. And they don't really know how to effective communicate with someone. What are maybe some, you know, some pointers in there for people to understand the value of effective communication and and how to move forward with that? Yeah, I think what was neat for us is as we continue to get more busy and we add more things and bring on more clients, um, we got to a spot where it was a little chaotic. You know, we were kind of all over the fucking place, you know, lots of moving pieces and parts. And I don't remember who suggested it was one of us that said, hey, we should start some sort of operational meeting. And, you know, so we literally scheduled, uh, you know, it was a Monday and that's now become our every Monday is our operational meeting. Mm. Um, But we scheduled a time to sit down and talk about what shit we actually needed to get done. And that allowed us to and i don't think we've ever had a communication problem um but um but it allowed us to to start hashing things out yeah um i mean so much so that we've added other operational meetings and now we have kind of a working lunch that we set up once a week that there's we may put a loose agenda to it but we'll just kick open zoom and and work through getting whatever we need to get done and those conversations have been the most inventive. I mean, it's mm. where we've created the, the most cool things that we've rolled out. Yeah. You know, two weeks ago, we planned the next year and a half of success champions networking. Love uh, it. So yeah, over the course of an hour and a half. Yeah. In- incredible. That, that, sorry, real quick. That, that reminds me of something, you know, I'm reading a book right now. It's called bird by bird. Mm. It's about writing. And the, the lady, the author there says that, Writing is kind of like you hop in a car at night and you can only see so far. And as you drive, the picture starts like clearing itself, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of the times we hear in business, yeah, you got to have your vision and set up your uh, 10, 5, one-year goal. But what you're telling me right now, which I absolutely love, is, you know, in a meeting, one in, in one week, we pretty much discover what the next year and a half was going to be right and at the same time is that you guys are having these meetings in a consecutive basis right consistently every mm-hmm. single week and you know if you would have get to skip those weeks maybe you wouldn't have gotten to where you are right now to plan all these things so that talks to consistency at the same time right it's not effective communication once it's effective communication in a period, in a long period of time, so you can tap into these ideas as well and solutions. Well, it's also accountability, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, I know every Monday I got to sit down and I forget half the shit I'm supposed to be doing in between the meetings. Yeah. So a lot of it's Kevin going, "Hey, you know, you were supposed to do this and this and this and this mm-hmm. and this." And sometimes I've got it done. And then there's other times, you know, I'm four Mondays in a row and I'm like, "Fuck, I haven't finished those networking <laughs> thing, personality things yet," you know. Um, but it. 
it, for me, it forced me to think bigger yeah. and, and, and think about, you know, how do we get this going? But the other, you know, for me, meetings suck. I, I don't want to sit in meetings. Um, you know, it, it feels like it's, it's a leash almost to, to sit in these meetings, mm. but in the same token, if we don't have the meetings, the systems, yeah. the processes, shut up, Kevin, um, then <laughs> <laughs> we're not scalable. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I, I think, I mean, you know, every every business out there needs that that process, needs mm. to discover, like, what what is that framework for them, right? Like, we, we've been, at, at the very beginning, we were playing business, and then as we start moving forward and getting results and, and selling, and, and it was like, okay, like you said, like, it... it the selling cost chaos like inside of our processes because there was no process, right? And then, okay, we built something and then we started optimizing it and then we started revising it. And now there's a team meeting that we have and there's like a check-in meeting and then we have, and those are meant to be very effective as well, depending on, you know, what is our capacity? So those are elements that as we grow as a, as business owners or teams, right? We got to start exploring, right? Do you, how do you, how do you find that framework uh, to, to Kevin, what's, what, what's our favorite phrase inside of the company? Let's go break something. Yes, yes. I remember that from the. I remember that from the first uh, conversation that we had, and you're like, "Hey, you know, we might have we have the control of this. So let's go break it." And then it, I'd rather me have the control of of this process than somebody else in the outside. So I love it. So what happens after you break something? What What is the process after you break it? I ball up in a in a in a ball and cry, <laughs> and Kevin put the process to it. <laughs> yeah, I fix it. So. <laughs> No, it's it's usually the the breaking stuff is a learning moment for us, and the the reason that that is our focus is because when you break something, you figured out where your future choke point is going to be. Because mm-hmm. if we're breaking it at this scale, it's going to just collapse at the scale that we want to be at. So we're finding all those things that can't survive the pressure of an initial launch that we think are just really cool ideas, yeah. and and finding out why they're not and then being able to tweak them right away. So, you know, failing is a good thing in our mind and we are more than willing to go out and fail very visibly, which we did a couple (laughs) weeks ago. It was very visible um, because it's learning and our members and our clients get to see how we handle that and how we react to it. Yeah. And, you know, after our last major, um, explosion we had a decision that went bad (laughs) i wasn't gonna throw that out i was just you know it was gonna be a team thing Um, but we got tons of feedback on how we handled it and and the positivity that we got from that was like all right well that's that's cool it was not what we were expecting yeah but it helped us we're we're really blown away by how quickly we said okay we fucked up you know it was a wrong move it was a wrong you know action and the respect i think we got out of that by quickly retracting a decision i'd made and um uh the messages people sent me they were blown away they're like i can't believe you took public criticism so well on that and i'm like you know, at the end of the day, it's about growing and learning, you know? Um, yeah. So uh, it, was, it was, it was pretty cool. That that's interesting. I love the fail visibly, right? Like we, we often say fail forward and I've n- yep. I never heard the fail visibly. And at the end of the day, kind of like it lines up with vulnerability, you know, be there transparency for people to see and, and, and relate and, and learn together. Uh, and I'm extremely curious if, if we can know what was, and I'm curious just to kind of like 
understand a little bit of what was that the the mess of that that you're saying right if you guys want to share of course yeah sure so we we run networking groups um and we built a uh, competitors to like a bni or a chamber or something and i think we yeah. fixed everything that people hate about networking mm. and you know we had gotten to a spot of trying to define, you know, who the members of the, those groups should be. And, and then in my head, I got it that it should be a business owners only. Um, and so I thought maybe that's the direction we should go. So as I rolled out, we should go business owners only. Um, I failed to look at our current members and who mm. was in there and who was, was growing and trend and building alongside of us. And, Um, they very distinctly informed me that, you know, hey, look, fucker, we're here right alongside <laughs> you. You know, we're building. And, and it, was, it, was, it was such a cool, respectful conversation for them to, yeah. to come to the table. And, you know, I immediately had to eat crow and realize mm -hmm. that I just made the wrong decision out loud and went back to, you know, uh, more distinguishing, you know, our members to instead of being a business owner, you just got to be a badass. Yeah. And, you know, putting that to it, uh, kept it clear enough that we, we knew who could be a part of the chapters and that simple clarification, you know, worked universally. Um, and I think it goes back to as, as a leader, as a CEO of a company, if you can't be wrong, then you shouldn't be CEO. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I Sorry, you you want to say something, Kevin? Sorry. No, no. Go ahead. Okay, uh, I just wanted to highlight and and the fact that mm -hmm. how awesome is that you can have that incredible conversation with your members and with your people, and that they yep. trust you enough to even have that conversation, right? Yep. Because we've seen so many cases that. Uh, something like that happens and people they just don't care and they they just leave but they try like sweep it under the rug right well, like how can we yeah. move around this well, without actually touching the the, the thing the issue right uh, and the fact that you know you earn that trust with your customers with your network with the people that that are in with you guys to be able to have that conversation that's that speaks a lot about what you guys do and how you guys do it so so yeah. thank you for sharing and that's incredible and You know, if this is what, you know, one of the elements that people learn by interacting with you guys, by going to your communities, please go ahead. If you're listening, go click the links below in the description and, and join, you know, Tony and Kevin's community because uh, it's, it's incredible. Those are the conversations that we need to have every single day. And, uh, you know, when we, with our service and with different things, sometimes we have those incredible customers that... They might have outgrown the, the product and they need help somewhere else. And then for some reason, maybe if it's not us, that's totally mm -hmm. fine. But we still have a great conversation on like why, yeah. what happened. And then that just makes us better, right? We can continue to bring that feedback and continue to grow and offer something better for the ones that are coming. So thank you for, for showing the path. Um, well, I think it's really important because our focus for the networking groups isn't just the referrals. Yeah. You know, you go to a lot of them. It's like, hey, you got to pass referrals. You got to do this. Our focus for the networking groups is growth and teaching these businesses how to scale and getting them to the point where, you know, yes, we want them to get tons of referrals from their chapter and their members and from the rest of SCN. Yeah. But we want them to be able to scale at the same time. And for us to model proper owner behavior. I think is a really key part of that. You know, if we would have done handled that a different way, it wouldn't have been modeling how you effectively scale your business. Yeah. And Dottie's always had the rule 
uh, the the focus on hey if if I screw up I'm gonna own it I'm gonna take responsibility for it and it annoys me sometimes he's like oh that was my fault I'm like no it was not your fault stop saying it was but he <laughs> takes ownership of it and that's a huge part of why why it's okay to fail you know when you're when the owner is willing to admit that he failed it makes yeah. it okay for everyone else to do it absolutely absolutely I see there you know acting in reflection to your core values, right? Like what you guys stand for and what yep. your business stands for. The people that you want to connect, you want them to relate to these core values. And I'm curious, honestly, what are some of those core values that you guys have in place? Because I'm sure the processes that you build and everything that you build has certain foundation in those as well. Well, we've never sat down and wrote out like core values. You know, uh, to be honest with you, I'm not a big fan of them. Oh. Um, uh, uh, and, and the reason being is I don't want to put constraints on people. And um, I'm okay with people knowing boundaries and what's out of bounds. Um, but for me, yeah. it, it's more about creating a, an overall culture that allows people to geek out and do what they love, mm. chase a big badass vision and, you know, be themselves all the way through the, the process, not unapologetically themselves. because that just makes people an asshole. Kevin yeah. and I did a whole episode on that, by the way. Um, <laughs> yes. But, but, you know, for people in our world, they self-identify as a badass. Mm. And, you know, that takes care of a lot of it. Don't yep. be an asshole. You know, so if you want core values, be a badass. Don't be an asshole. Get shit done and go bigger than you think you can handle. Would you I add anything it. to that, Kevin? Yeah, I'm not a big values guy either because the values change over time. It's all based on your experiences, what's going on in your world at that time. But I do, for my company, I did Immutable Laws. Mm -hmm. And I got that from Mike Michalowicz's book, uh, The Pumpkin Plan. And it just made perfect sense to me because it goes a little deeper and it's it's the the what you're going to make your decisions based on. And I think one of our Immutable Laws is don't be afraid to fail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's what is that's what's going to drive the innovation. If yeah. we're afraid to fail as we are, as we're planning and growing, we're never going to get beyond what we are now. We're always going to take the easiest path, and that's the issue with a lot of uh, small business owners. They they're risk adverse. Yeah, they don't understand how to do the risk mitigation piece and mm. to really look at what the risks are, and then take steps to make sure that it's okay. Whereas we're totally pro risk yeah I see, I, see organization. Guys, I see you guys like just going ahead with it we walk you're just like, like <laughs> yes. making the path yeah. i'm like all right guys let's go hey wait you know well, <laughs> at, at the beginning when i started working with donnie we you know it was the company looked completely different than success champions looks right now for sure and our mm. you know at least twice a week one of us would call the other one at like five o'clock and say hey i had an idea yeah And then we'd have this new project that we'd work on. And we so we were just like throwing stuff, seeing yeah. what was going to stick and what was worked and where it would happen uh, until we got to where we're at now and really found this. All right. Well, this is what all that's been leading up to. Yeah. So well, go ahead. Donnie. And I, say, no, I, I don't learn by reading a book or a process. I learn by getting punched square in the face. So uh, I, I'm, I'm notorious for going, oh, Kevin, that was the dumbest thing I could have done today. Um, and you know, I yeah. did it recently, you know, but that's, that's this, I've got to go through it yeah, so I can wrap my head around what 
I'll do the next time around. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I love that you mentioned that. I am a fan of books. I love reading. I'm the, I'm, the, I'm more like you, Donnie. Like I gotta like you know head head first, and then uh, let's see what happens. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but, but so my, my Donnie. Here, oh yeah, sorry. Donnie reads a fuck ton though. Everyone yeah. thinks he's like the illiterate cowboy, <laughs> <laughs> but. He reads he a ton. Illiter- can I get guys with your magic? Can you put a literate cowboy just to show up on the screen underneath me? <laughs> so, we need to. But, but everyone's always always shocked when they find out that Donnie reads a ton of books. He reads a ton of business books, and he's always looking and trying to learn. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's but it's then you gotta you can't just do the reading. Yeah, that's still all the theoretical piece. Yes, it's that next step in the learning that's really the key for how success champions runs. That's the putting into action. And all right, let's see what happens. Yeah. We're gonna try yeah. this. That that that's exactly where I was going. Right, <laughs> that is that is where I was going. Like a lot of people think, and this phrase is used so much right now, especially in the like info world space, is that uh, knowledge is power. Right, and, and I. I, bel- I I thought of that at first. I was like, yeah, if I keep reading more, like I'm going to be super powerful, right? Um, but guess what? It, it, it's not. It's taking action on what you read, right? On on what you learn. That action becomes power because now you're learning. Because you can read about sales all day long, right? You can le- read all the books on sales that you want. But then once you get in front of somebody and you're actually trying to sell I mean, you don't have the experience, right? Yep. And you build confidence through that experience. And you're still going to get the sweaty armpits if it's the very first time you get in front of somebody and trying trying to sell something, yeah. right? Trying to help them. And you've read like 20 books. It doesn't matter. But you could have read one mm-hmm. book and taken action 100 times. And you're going to be way better probably than that person yep. that just read all 20 books. Yeah. Well, on yeah, one of the episodes... Donnie and I- on one of the episodes, we, we, we figured out and we taught people how they should cold call. And they're, how they should cold call is get drunk as shit and make dials. Because we both, that's basically how we both learned how to cold call. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Funny story. Funny story. We, yeah. Pull the, the rum bottle out right now. No. Okay. So, <laughs> f- funny story. Like uh, not so long ago, a few weeks ago, you know, we, we sold our first like uh, workshop, right? We, until that time, we were working mostly with companies on the service side of things, right? Mm-hmm. And people kept coming from the audience and we ran the 45 Live Challenge. I think this was like right after our interview with you, uh, Donnie, and we, we had a about 100 people going live for 45 days, incredible experience. And then people were like, what's next? And we we're like, uh, let's do a workshop, right? Why do you guys want to learn about this? And there's different frameworks that that, that we have applied to to our publishing and, and to go out and, and be visual, right? That we're like, sounds good. We I think it's time for us to explore this possibility, right? And then we look back at all the contacts and all the people that we established conversations with, right? And uh, Fonzie here was challenged for a, to a hundred phone calls, like in a, in a day. We're like, hey, let's let's do this, right? Let's see. This is an option. We know that this is for you. Let let's go at it, right? And uh, you I, know, I failed. I gotta if, say, I failed. He, he did not. That, <laughs> but I think with a little bit of, of uh, liquor courage, right? That that would have been like, hey, let, let's do it, right? It's, I mean, it's like going on the first day. Hey, we're not encouraging anybody to get wait, wasted. Wait, wait, but, I, I, I did a lot of calls, mo- yes. more calls than I've ever done. Right, but I didn't get the 100 because exactly. which speaks about setting up those high goals, right? Like go achieve those those big uh, the the hacks, right? The big hairy audacious goals, and if you fall short, you're still winning at the end of the day, right? See, the way you have to do it though is you two have to cold call together, yeah. and this you need to 
Yeah, and, you, you, and that's how I did it. I had, when I was on one of the sales teams, one of my buddies, you know, we were always one and two on the team and uh, going back and forth at the end of the month to see who would be the winner. But we are having a social outing that afternoon for the sales team out on one of the local lakes, you know, drinks, hors d'oeuvres, all that stuff. So we're like, fuck it, we're going to, let's telemarket this morning. So we came in, you know, in cargo shorts and T-shirts because we knew we weren't going to see clients. And we brought in a case of beer. Yeah. And we were drinking beer, and we, one of us would make a call, the other one would make a call, and we started competing back and forth who was going to have the most uh, most appointments at the you know before we left for the boat. So we got out to the event, and they're like, and all our teammates knew that we were you know telemarketing while they were like doing whatever. Like how you know how was telemarketing this morning? It's <laughs> like oh, I'm like I set ten appointments, and Bryce is like yeah I set twelve. Incredible. Yep. And we did that in the morning and yep. it was, we were laughing, we we're having fun. We were yeah. giving each other crap, um, you know, and it was all because like, I, fuck, I need to get another one so I can beat him. Yeah. And it was a blast. You know, I can't remember the last time prior that I'd done 10 appointments in a, in a morning. Yeah. I, I've, I, I, I'm loving this conversation because throughout we've mentioned certain elements, right? We've, we've talked about gamification just now, you know, we, the, the secret behind cold calling uh, fail visibly, right? Different elements. So, so with that, what what are the elements of growth? I think these are some like good elements that put in place in this system, right? What would you say are the elements that people have to start looking into to be able to conquer and crush growth? Well, I, I think first and foremost, they got to have a vision that scares the living shit out of them. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think one of the things that keeps Kevin and I moving in the right direction is we truly believe we're going to change the world. Um, and as audacious as that is the sound, you know, to say out loud, um, we believe it. Yeah. Um, and then that same theory, you know, thought process is scared the shit out of me because I know how big we are going and I know what that's going to look like as we get there and the amount of work that comes with that. Yeah. So, so I, I think you've got to have that. That's so big that it scares the living crap out of you. I, I think in the same token, you know, you've got to, uh, go do the things and fail forward. Um, I mean, you, you got to constantly try the new stuff. Um, and it, we say it all the time. If there's, there, if there's no chaos happening in your business, then you're not going big enough. Mm. Um, it means you're playing it safe. And, and, you know, even today I went in and touched shit that I shouldn't have and started breaking <laughs> things in the back end of the, all the systems. And Kevin's like, what did you do? Yeah. You know? Kevin's here <laughs> taking a deep breath. He's Just like, exactly hmm. how I wanted to start my Monday. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why you guys had the meeting, huh? Okay. <laughs> right. All right, Kevin, I, I won't touch it no more. <laughs> I'm like, you did, you did this all manually, didn't you? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Yeah. You know, but but I think that that's a lot of it. I think, you know, you've got to, you know, find the things in the past that you're going to head down and then go straight down them, but also be okay that you made the wrong call, the wrong decision, um, mm -hmm. and a pivot and just, you know, and, and go a different direction. I, and I think you have got to find people in your world that geek out on the shit you suck at. Um, that literally success champions would not be where it's at without Kevin hanging out. Um, yeah. Because I just don't have the infrastructure in me. I'm not built or wired that way to do the shit he does. So, you know, I, I think you've 
people, you know, always say turn your weakness into a strength, and I think they're fucking dumb. Yeah. Um, you literally need to go all in on your strengths and find people who geek out on what you suck at yeah. and let them go be, you know, fucking awesome at what they do. Yeah, absolutely. Kevin, by the way, you, you got a standing ovation right here. <laughs> <laughs> Donnie, you too. I mean, you're living Donnie. Like, uh, I know, but, come but, on. But I'm saying, no, Donnie's like, you know, we wouldn't be here with, without Kevin, so the, the audience went a little bit wild in there. Um, but Donnie, about, about what you're saying, something very specific comes to mind, right? Like, we live in a world where everybody wants the hacks and the tactics. Like, how can I grow fast? How can I do X, Y, and C as fast as possible without failing, you know, doing it perfectly? And I love what you mentioned because it can literally be summarized on simplify, right? And then look for somebody else that has those strengths that are your weakness, right? And then try a lot and fail on a consistent basis for the long term, right? And, and I feel like people miss those right like why is it that people are now in that mindset and you know i'm the first one to raise my hand here i was in that mindset for a very long time i was like trying to get the tactic and the hack how shiny object everywhere but not shiny object with the right mentality of testing right it was more of shiny object of i don't want to do the work i want something that works quickly right and after five years that mindset has evolved and, and changed but how can we help people move beyond that and getting to this mindset that you guys have right now? I think part of the cause for where we're at right now is people looking for that easy button and, and the proliferation of growth hackers. Uh, I was, I had a, someone message me. It's like, and I'd love to have a set up a meeting with one of our growth hackers. I'm like, that means an employee who's never actually run a business. That's going to tell me how to grow my business. And <laughs> And it, it annoys me, and it's because of this proliferation of gurus of, you know, hey, I can sell you this easy button that's going to generate millions of dollars of revenue for you that, you know, we spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to market to find two people that it worked for <laughs> and made a ton of money off of everyone else. Yeah. And no one understands that, that true growth for your business and that sustained growth actually comes by figuring out what works for you. Oh, so you good. Yes. You yes. can't just copy someone else's process. You know, we look at stuff all the time. I am notorious for opting in to lead magnets. So <laughs> I can take apart people's campaigns and I can see exactly what they're doing and what their steps are. I have a, a junk folder in my email that by the end of the week will be over a thousand emails of things I don't even look at anymore just because it's horrible drip content. Yeah. But, but I'm not looking for the easy button. I'm trying to figure out what they're doing and how they're doing it and, and trying to then figure out how to apply it to my businesses, yeah. success champions, time on target, the cyber company, all the stuff so that I can, I can figure out what works for us. But most small businesses aren't in that mindset. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and I would also throw out there, I think anybody who's looking for the easy button, it hates their life um, mm -hmm. because anybody who's started to find some level of success, you quit looking for the easy route because, you know, the easy route's not sustainable. Whatever trick, hack, you know, that comes to the table, um, it's just that it's a hack, which means it's not sustainable. And, and mm -hmm. I think for a lot of my journey over the years, when I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up, I didn't know the path mm -hmm. I was on. 
I was always chasing that that silver bullet. I was always chasing that one quick hit win, and it all boils down to uh, I just hated all the shit that I was doing because I wasn't yeah. actually chasing what I wanted to do. That resonates. Uh, that resonates so much, don't it? Because like in our journey, like we spent five years trying to hack the publishing of everybody else, right? And it wasn't yep. until you know we we looked inside and we we're like, man, like we cannot keep up with this consistency. We were measuring yeah. ourselves with people that had, you know, massive resources, right? And 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 you know, especially in this world of content, everybody's like, you know, I want to be like that person. I don't know if you guys know who Mr. Beast is, but like one of the fastest. Mr. Beast, yeah, YouTube, incredible yeah. YouTuber, right? So we had this incredible meeting, and then towards the end, uh, the, this prospect was or or person that I was talking to, she's like, I want to be like Mr. Beast, and I'm like, okay, uh, sounds good. How long do you do you have? And she's like, well, you got ten years, exactly, yeah. right? And, and and that was the conversation that we had. And we're like, look, like this guy has been publishing for three for for ten years, three times a week. Like it's yeah. it's incredible the amount of work that 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 comes behind that and it wasn't until we understood on how to apply those principles to our own framework that everything started to change and move forward right and and the workshop for example that was one of the things that that we harped on because some people are like give me the secret sauce of the m2m or whatever system do we use to multiply content sounds good here is the recipe but can you apply it right like that, that's the thing like mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter maybe you can take one piece or two pieces of that but what is your capacity what is your business capacity what are your resources how can we go from that point on and and i think you know through the conversation i'm confident that this is also something that you guys you know instill in in your community in the people that you help and serve uh, and it's incredible and that's why it resonates so much and i hope it does to to the listener whoever is watching or, or listening today because that's how we need to start thinking to be able to start that growth um mode yeah it definitely took a while to i mean yeah. for me personally to transition from hacks to principles right like yeah. let me see what are those foundational principles that then I can craft into my own personal hacks that I'm going to use for the long term inside of our processes. Right. Yep. And, and that honestly, that has become part of our goal with our community. That has been like one of the biggest drivers now is the fact that we don't want, like, we want people to understand that if something works for them today, my, probably won't work for them as they grow is going to break, right? So how do they rebuild? They don't rebuild with a hack. They rebuild by understanding the principles and foundations and then going ahead and working them out, right? But a lot of people just get so centered in that stuff and just pisses me off. <laughs> well, and that's one of the things that Donnie and I have become pretty cognizant of in our business. And that's paying attention to where we see the next bottleneck coming. Mm -hmm. What's going to be the next thing that's going to stop us from scaling and it's going to slow us down. Is it our time? Is it uh, systems? Is You know, what, what thing is going to cause us to have to stop to fix yeah. it? So we can start thinking about it before we get to that point. Mm. And most, you know, a lot of small businesses are really focused on where's my next check? Yeah. How am I going to pay? And they're not thinking, you know, like Donnie said, they're not thinking big enough and have that vision of where they need to be to be paying attention to all the stuff that's actually impacting the quality yeah. of life for their business. Well, and, and everybody listening, patience is a bitch. <laughs> right. Patience is a bitch. I'm the first one to tell you. I mean, uh, literally when I, when I say Kevin teaches me patience is, you know, I want to be on top of the mountain already, but I also know we've, we're still carving a fucking trail. So yeah. so it's it's reminding yourself that this is a long game. This isn't, yeah. you know, th there's no overnight success here. Uh, most overnight success is, you know, this is, you know, 
take them to a music place were sitting on shithole bar stools for 10 years before somebody discovered their ass, you know? Yeah. Well, and, yeah. and part of the thing, and I'm going to throw out some of Donnie's dirty laundry, you know, <laughs> the thing that really distracts Donnie a lot of times is, you know, quick revenue. And that's very much a uh, a small business mindset. It's like, oh, we're, oh, I can do this thing, and it's going to generate some revenue for us quick. Well, awesome. But how does that actually fit into the core product and the core systems that we're trying to do? And or is that better served to be something that we look at later? Yeah, mm. I love it. it. It goes back to to those to those. Uh, irrefutable goals or irrefutable loss right laws. and and we always go back and i think that's that's an incredible lesson um everything the whole episode is an incredible <laughs> ma mastermind of you know how to how to tackle growth and we're coming to an end guys so apart from from going and consuming your content growth mode podcast you know we're going to leave all the links right below what is the number one action point that uh, uh, a business owner right that's transitioning into this life or they're starting to publish and put themselves out there what is that number one thing that they can do to continue that momentum they need um, to surround themselves with people that are going bigger than they are yeah so we talk about this in some of the episodes too you can't you know your your friends that you are when you're an employee we don't want you to get rid of them as friends, but you need to surround yourself with people like you mm. as a business owner and people ideally that are maybe a step or two ahead of you that are modeling what you want to be. So it's, they understand what you're going on. You can have those conversations. I don't have business conversations with my friends anymore because other than two of them, none of them have ever owned a business. Yeah. You know, they've been employees. They don't understand what, being a business owner is like and donnie has that same situation with a lot of his uh previous his uh tenured friends i don't want to say previous or old <laughs> but oh, yeah his long-lived friends and I, and I think that's a good barometer is if you can't talk business with the people you're hanging out with change your circle mm -hmm. because uh you're doing nothing but holding yourself back by by sitting in rooms where you can't talk about things that are going to help you move personally and professionally forward. Yeah, that, you know, I love that. That's a that's a great that's a great one, and it's a hard one to to swallow when you're starting this journey, right? Because you're like, man, like this has been somebody that may be by my side X Y Z, but they're not really understanding what I'm what I'm or where I want to go or why I'm doing the things that I'm doing today and going through sacrifices and and you know. Uh, burning some sh sh chips, right? Is that, did I say it right? Okay, chips. <laughs> what, what were you going to say? What a no burning <laughs> some shit chips. Shit is what chips. I heard, so. <laughs> I'm not sure what uh, chips Yeah, corrected. Yeah, explicit episode today. Uh, <laughs> anyways, but but it, it is a hard one to swallow, right? And, and we got to make peace yeah. with that. But like you said, like Donnie, when, when you have that massive goal ahead of you and it, it means so much and the why behind it is so is so big, it's, it's not going to matter, right? Because we're going to continue to develop these incredible relationships and trust me like we've been in both positions we we've, we've been where we're like we don't want to let go of these relationships but then we accepted that we had to let go of those relationships right the the world didn't end we continue to grow we continue to develop new ones and and you know there's some stuff that we can still talk about with them but maybe it's not the the, the choice that that we want to make at the moment and things are good things are great so last question guys yeah. wait wait i'm gonna want to plug a little call to action for you guys in there if you are looking 
to find that, that circle of people that are growth mm. mindset that are going to take you to the next level, go and join their community, Success Champions Networking. I know you guys have a Facebook group. What is it? That, is that the name of the Facebook group? Yeah, so just go to Facebook, type in Success Champions, click on groups. We'll be the first one to pop up. 1,500 small business owners and, and badasses in there. Come hang out. Amazing. Yeah, um, we're going to leave the links. We, yeah, and we always have a gift for you for, for everybody. So if they'll text the word champion to 817-318-6030, we'll send them a couple of gifts um, and help them get into all of our communities. So text the word champion to 817-318-6030. Woo, baby. Um, yeah, that's good. And I'm about to text that right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're, we're going to leave that number right in the comments. So, you know, if you, if you forgot, just scroll down and yeah. just click what, it. What, yeah. what is the word that I need to text? Champion. Champion. There we go. Boom. Woo. All right, guys. Right now, last question. Where where will you be? And Donna, you know this question, but where will you mm -hmm. be if you never publish, if you never you know, started your show, never started putting your message out there? For me, I'd, I'd still be working for other people. You know, it was, it was you know, go back and listen to the episode, guys. And I tell my story on a lot about chasing other people's dreams. But, you know, uh, it really comes down to putting out content, building my podcast, you know, uh, building a business. All of that is what helped me discover who the fuck I am and has allowed me to, to impact the world uh, to the scale we have and mm -hmm. will continue to do. Kevin? I probably would have continued struggling with what I thought was a business, but was really just kind of a job and ended up doing like full-time army stuff with mm -hmm. the guard or something and not even being in this, in this world right now. So, yeah. um, I want to say, I want to thank you guys for publishing mm -hmm. because you guys are clearly impacting an incredible amount of entrepreneur, business owners, people in your community. And you know, the, that they can continue to level up and network and, and find those solutions to then make the world a little bit better, right? So, yeah. or a lot better. Uh, I'm curious. This question literally just came to my mind. If, you know, revenue not involved, but if you could, if you were doing what you're doing and you would only be serving one person, would you still be doing it? Depends. Would that one person be able to go prophesize to the rest of the world? If that's the case, yeah, absolutely. I'd, I'd fix him. But, you know, I, my ego is so big that I know I want to touch the masses. So um, I really struggled doing one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, no, I couldn't do it. I, 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 do I, it. I, lo I love that answer. And yeah. honestly, when, when I was thinking about the one person, I was I was think, thinking about that ripple effect, right? Like that person goes and influences another person and then influences another person and another person. Um, so thank you. Like, again, and that was just a question that happened. Um, and I love the fact that you said it. I want to impact the masses. I'm so powerful about impacting a lot of people, right? Um I don't know why that question came to my mind, but <laughs> honestly, I was like, man, I, I feel the urge to ask it. <laughs> and you did, bro. You did. And I did. Yeah, Good yeah, job. Yeah. Good I job. I appreciate it. He, he, he's <laughs> been drinking beer so he could like, work out the courage. <laughs> nice. you know, behind. Nice. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, any last thoughts before we let you go? Yeah, absolutely. I can't finish a show without doing this. Guys, if you listen to this and you hung out with us, got any sort of tips, tricks, anything of value out of this episode, Wherever you're listening, subscribe or follow. If you're watching this shit on YouTube, subscribe, hit the bell. You guys don't understand, man, that, that little bitty move fucking means everything to us that have put out content. Mm -hmm. um, uh, where we all are doing this for, from a passion. We're really trying to do and tell the stories and do the things we wish somebody would have done for us. Yes. So help them spread their message by, by subscribing and telling others to, to how to subscribe and listen to the show. 
Thank you, Donnie. Appreciate I really it. appreciate it, man. Paying for it is always oh, so good, man. It's always so awesome to hang out with you guys. Kevin, nice meeting oh, you, brother. Oh, wait, wait, yeah, wait. it was awesome to meet you. One more badass thing. Yeah. Guys, September 23rd, 24th, and 25th, come look, listen to these two badasses <laughs> on stage at the Badass Business Summit in Arlington, Texas. Fonzie, thank you. Don't appreciate it, man, for for the for the plug. We're extremely excited. Actually, Fonzie lived in Wichita Falls, and he's like, ah, oh, oh, you know, I, I lived in I lived in, in Dallas, Dallas too for a while. This, this nice. is gonna be my comeback. I haven't been comeback. back to, to <laughs> Texas in like in like seven years. I'm gonna be like Texas. Let's I'm go. Back. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Again, thank you so much. And with that said. See you guys later. Thank you so much for tuning into the Continuous Profit Podcast. Go ahead and follow the show in your favorite platform and follow us on social media at BizBrosCo. That is right. And if you found today's episode impactful, which I am sure you did, please, please don't forget to share it and leave a five-star review. See ya. Bye, guys.